Hello, world, and welcome to the Sam Squared Show. <laughs> this is a podcast for people who like things. <laughs> I'm Sam. And I'm Sammy. Hey, all right. So we got that out of the way. <laughs> Good job, us. Uh, yeah, rough start here in the studio. <laughs> um, Just keep pushing. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what we do every time. I yeah. feel like I say this every time we start the show. But I feel like I say something along the lines of keep pushing every single time, too. <laughs> keep pushing. <laughs> Push it real good. We're good? Uh, yeah, right. sure, why not? <laughs> so, um, all the fun stuff out of the way here are weird, awkward giggles. Hey, how's the, uh, what do we, we got some semi-productive, non-productive stuff going on on the farm there over these last couple weeks. <laughs> we do, we do. We did, actually, um, we, not too much now. Um. <laughs> yeah, we kind of started off strong again, but then some things, yeah, some things got in the way, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, as they tend to do. Yeah, but we got, um, like I think last time we talked about burning holes in plastic with our fancy new hand torches, which are still a lot of fun. True. Every time I put them together, I just <laughs> can't help but <laughs> pull the trigger on them a few times, put one in each hand and blow a torch all over the place. Uh, but hey, I'm a kid in, at heart. <laughs> and they are fun. They are, yes. And um, not as, like, I always thought that hand torches and blow torches and stuff were... and. Not to say that they're not dangerous, but I was always very <laughs> intimidated by them. But they're actually very safe if you follow the directions, and they can be a whole lot of fun to stab two in the hands, being like pew 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 pew. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's it it is awesome. Yeah, it has a very satisfying sound to it. It does. <sighs> yeah, like <laughs> that's probably not a great sound effect, but one day I feel like it conveys a good idea. <laughs> one day we can just record it. Let everybody hear it. Um, so anyway, in those holes. Yes, in we, those holes. We planted, um, we transplanted snapdragons um, and a whole lot of other stuff. We didn't get um, some of the transplants in. and We've had some cold snaps, so I don't know if they're still alive over there. I haven't actually gone to look, so I don't really want to go to look. Um but we'll we'll do that. Oh, we also direct seeded the bells of Ireland. Yeah. Um. So, but the good thing is, is I mean, we got what it was seven seven beds done. Yeah, pretty much and all I think snapdragons. It, is that right? A lot of snapdragons, and then some straw flower. Oh yeah, did we get? Oh yeah, you got the straw flower, and when you did mm-hmm. the bells of Ireland. Yes. Okay, so it was just the Emony. A me, or however you pronounce it, the Dacus, the um, Dill. So, yeah, that's not, on all of those, that's not, um, you know, I was more interested and more concerned about the other things going in. So, yeah, sweet. I forgot. I'm glad about the straw flower. I'm excited about those. So, I'm glad we got those in. Um, and the other stuff, who knows? It's very, it's very hardy stuff, and all of it was, you know, we herb seeded those. Um, we just threw them out. So, Maybe a good portion of them died and some of them didn't. We'll have to check it out, but I'm not too too worried about it. If if not, they can all be direct seeded as well. So we could just, we still have the seeds. We could try going out and just direct seeding some. They might make it, you know. Like I said, they're they're cold hardy. They, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. they should be fine. We've had just a few days of early frost um, this year. So 
Yeah, they should be fine. And who knows, it might not have frosted on that side of the valley. So, we'll see. Yeah, or, they are projected in that back corner, too, yeah. like, from wind and stuff. So, I don't know. I feel like it's, you know, there's so many different, like, tiny microclimates around here that we are still working to learn. Um, but, anyway, we did that. That was good. Yeah. Um, but that's we, about it, aside from bad weather and other stuff job-wise and fun-wise getting in the way well yeah and just and helping you know yeah we we helped some family move and um and yeah and then we we had a little little trip out and away that we had had planned and then a couple um things yeah i mean really that was it just yeah but those are all on our days off where we get stuff done (laughs) yes they were so it happens. Um, it, all of it was not for not, if that's the right way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yes. I'm not too um too concerned about any of it. Oh, boy. Kelsey's calling me. I see that. Um, I guess I'll take a quick break here. Roll all the right. commercials. All right. So that was uh, pointless. I figured we had a... TSO company meeting coming up after this uh, recording thing we're doing, so I figured he might need to talk to me, but nope, not not yet. So let's see, we got the we got farm stuff in, and well, you were wanting to talk about something that kind of held you up on. Yeah, because we would have we would have finished doing the transplanting, except um, we had a predator attack uh, on our chicken flock. Um, yes, so. Hudat, which is our Hudat with dad ass, yeah, is oh, her wait. full name. Um, this is our official first bird corner too. Oh. Don't forget that. Was it chicken chat? <laughs> chicken chat. Chicken chat. Yes, we are chatting about chickens now because we had a predatory event. Yes. Dun 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 dun. Stop rubbing on me, cat. So, um, Hudat is kind of our. <laughs> I mean, she is the um, unofficial. Well, I mean, I guess it is official. She's at the head of the pecking order, but she's a very... Um, Non-aggressive. She only messes with ones who mess with her. Yeah, like she just, you know, she puts puts them down and she pretty much just wants to be left alone. Um, she is the most unique looking of our chickens, I think. Oh, absolutely. She's, um, well, when we bought her from Tractor Supply, she was part of the original six of our mm-hmm. first batch of chickens. Um, when we bought them, they were labeled as Americanas. Turns out they're actually Easter Eggers, which I guess I prefer in the long run. You get a whole crazy color combinations and everything because Easter Eggers are kind of mutts, um, from my understanding. Yeah, they do. They have either Americana or Ericana, um, in them, but other the other part of it can be a whole like any other type of bird as long as they can lay. They're called Easter Eggers because you know the majority of them lay um blue eggs, but some lay green or olive green you never really know what egg color there can even be like some very light pinks like so mm-hmm. if it was a you know a, a blue that had gotten really light and then came in with like a super light brown or something it can make a pink um i also think they have the most personality or oh, speci- well, like yeah. yeah specific personalities and everything they definitely do but because of that uh i guess the very gene pool that she's working with she Got the, I'm assuming it's a recessive gene, but she's a blue, quote unquote blue chicken is what they call them, where it's a, what is that? I used to know the name of it, but it's something where they have a, 
they can't produce a certain pigment. And usually when whatever pigment they push out that it should be ends up being a blue-gray color to it. They're uh, really cool. Um, some If you get purebreds that are blue, they're pretty highly sought after. Um, but, you know, since she's not, we can use her to breed and try to get other blue-style uh, chickens. But she has the coolest color, though. Like that, long story short, she she is a gorgeous bird. She is, yeah. It's very like soft, like gray, like um, you know, every time they molt, then the the feathers grow back, um, slightly different colorations to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has started to get a little bit more brown, like in her older age, um, but very, very light and just kind of like on, um, not like the, not like the short tips of the, of a feather, but like the long tips of a feather, so of like her wing feathers, so just mm-hmm. like a little bit going on in there. But still a lot of like very pale like blue grays and like like her her the super downy stuff is almost like white just poof balls like they're she's, yeah she's very soft too like um which is gorgeous wh- that's where her name comes from that that ass that she has <laughs> yes, it's, it's a it's huge poofy. mass of downy feathers <laughs> uh, it is poofy and fluffy she looks much bigger than she weighs um which. You know, it's, it's good for her in the pecking order. People don't mess with her as much because they, they think she outweighs them. Honestly, Monroe outweighs her, but we'll talk about Monroe on our, on a different chicken corner. Yeah. Or Coop Cat. Coop Chat. Chicken Chat. Chicken Chat. Something talking about. Chicken Chat. Creatures. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> this the color is probably what got her this time, um, reason why she was singled out because Maybe, since yes. she's a lighter color, um, this area and everything, since we have a lot of brown, a lot of green, stuff like that, then... You're not really supposed to get light-colored birds because um, aerial predators, you know, mainly hawks and owls and stuff like that, can see them easier, you know, so you want them to kind of blend in more. Um, but it's also fall, and their area is kind of open, their leaves are down, and, um, you know, anyway, so she, you know, we're, we're, you know, 99.9% sure it was a hawk. Yeah, and, my God, I... I really wish I had seen this when it happened because you were on a volume of work that day. So, well, you had left the house around eleven o'clock. I went out. Yeah, I was doing that. Was my open to close day? Oh, you, even earlier you left. Um, I went outside to finish all the transplanting that we talked about and direct seed the bells of Ireland around eleven. I got done around twelve fifteen, twelve thirty, something like that, and then went over to take care of the chickens before I went to work. And that's whenever. <laughs> Always the worst, the worst feeling in the world. If you go, you're carrying your, uh, your feed bucket, do to do, like everything's all hunky dory, <laughs> and then you get there and you just see piles of feathers strewn across the entire chicken lot. That's just the absolute worst, <laughs> which is what happens this time. Cause what, whenever. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, cause the best you can do is just keep looking at the, the piles and see which chicken it belonged to. Um, our Dominiques are all the same, which when something happens to them, it's hard to, pick out which one's which um but this was yeah it's it's like coming across a murder scene if you're like a csi investigator so you get you get there and you walk around first and try to find all the birds um they i've i only found like four originally we have 13 in that paddock and i by the time i went to work and like checked on them again in in a couple hours eight of them had come back and I had only found four just jammed under random spots in like foliage. And most of them just stuck in the fence where they had just 
tried to run and <laughs> got their heads in those little things and hunkered down. Luckily, there's a bunch of um, like vegetation overgrowth along those edges, so they were pretty comfortable and calm, aside from being able to get out of the fence easily. Um, but uh, all in all, like piecing everything together, the uh, it looked like the hawk came out of nowhere while everybody's just hanging out close to like our pear trees with the trees where they uh, feed and drink and all that stuff hit who that because there's like a one little pile of feathers there looks like uh she kind of got away from the, the scrabble which is crazy too because well, we'll go into it in a sec but then um so there's there's a little pile of feathers there then a couple feet from that there's another pile of feathers mixed in with some rooster feathers so it looks like she got hit squawking tumble stuff happens the bird's still trying to get her then all of a sudden the rooster comes in attacks the the hawk and then the line of feathers goes across the paddock towards the creek up into the fence where there's like a line of hudat feathers and scrimshaw rooster feathers and then another pile of more rooster feathers closer to where i found hudat stuck in the fence so our rooster did a good job from what i can tell um even though where i found him was exact opposite side from where the attack had gone down (laughs) (laughs) but hey he did his job so that's cool he got in the scrap because he's definitely missing some tail feathers Um, absolutely so as as much as i can piece together the everybody did their job well um and we didn't lose a bird which is amazing as far as hawks go because so i was gonna say like most uh most hawks as far as the internet uh, research goes they will kill the bird right as they hit it just the impact speed will take them out so the best best we can think of is like it's a juvenile hawk because what well, we have a murder of crows hanging around that has been chased off a few that we've seen right um so a mix of not good targeting and something new to the area since we still haven't seen a hawk since this happened well, no, I saw I saw one oh, the yeah, next day. You saw day. the one that got chased up, chased away. That's right. Yeah, and then I yeah I saw. Um, well, anyway, go ahead and continue. Oh uh, no, that's, that's about it. That's it. Just piecing the clues together. That's kind of what I think happened, and kind of the reason that we didn't lose a bird that day. Um, and there's also like we know that there are hawks that live in between because we've seen them previously, like in like on the other side of of our land. Yeah, kind of um, close like by, said, but not close enough to be predators on yeah, our property. Because, you know, yeah, you said you know the the crows run them off all the time. So the other thing that that I was thinking of is like past that, but on that same going down the road that way, then they've been clearing a whole like side of the mountain. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it has like upset some of the like territory like claims or anything, because it could be a juvenile, which also would make you know, like you said, make sense of why it would didn't seem to not really know what it was doing or it could be something that was like born over there and like coming this way because there's nothing else there's no there's such a huge empty spot now that way so it has to try to come this way to to try to find its own territory yeah anyway um, so the next day i was supposed to go and finish doing the last of the transplanting the all the stuff that we were talking about earlier that never got in the ground um instead i went and um, figured out some, some extra like aerial protection for the birds and like set up some different stuff for them. Um, I, 
opened up their old coop, which we didn't want to do because they were roosting in there. But then I had like, I was like, duh, like we, I made those roosting bars work. They're just old branches and stuff that I put up in there. Um, so they, they're easy to take down. Um, so I just removed those and I was, I was off that night. So I just like made sure to check out later, like to see if anyone was in there sleeping, which they weren't because the roost bars weren't in there. So they had all gone back to the other coop. So, um, so that area is opened up for them now so they can get in and out of there. And then i we have some like old plastic dog kennels, um, around the property and everything. Not really dog kennels, dog houses, I should say, not kennels. Yeah. Um, so I took them apart and into pieces and then just kind of like put them out through the area with the openings like pointing in different directions so they can kind of have like, I don't know, some area to duck and hide under. I don't know if they would actually do it, but who knows. Um, then I used our pop-up canopy that we normally use for like farmer's markets and stuff and weighed it down with some cement blocks and hang or I hung up their feed and water. Well, I, I guess just to water. We still need to get some carabiners. But anyway, we did that. Um, while I was out there doing all of that, then I saw, you know, I saw the hawk come back. Um, or a hawk come back, obviously. I mean, I don't know if it was the one, Probably but it was the, one. I mean, they're pretty territorial. Yeah. I would assume it's the same one. So, from either side behind me, because I'm in the chicken area. And from either side, like, coming to a V, like, shooting at it comes two of the crows, like, freaking screaming. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, go crows, go. I was so excited because I had heard them, like, out and about earlier. And I was like, man, I wonder if they, you know, I wonder if they saw what happened or whatever and got pissed or just, like, because they seem to be louder and more... um more into our property than they normally are because they're normally just on like kind of the right side and they were more towards the middle. So I was like, maybe they knew that someone was coming in on their territory and they were kind of like waiting for them or whatever. But anyway, then later that happened and I was just so excited because I was like, yes. So we want to try to figure out how to like encourage them and like yeah. leave them gifts and stuff to to show them our affection. Yeah, we talked about putting the dollar store jewelry out since they like shiny things. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll come and pick it up and put it in their nest or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's nice. So, um, we haven't seen a hawk since then. No. Um, and the birds are finally back to... relaxing. Yes. Uh, but they're still pretty wary. They spend most of the day inside of that um old chicken coop, the yeah. pen thing that's over there. Yeah, they're definitely still Thank you, but no. Uh, <laughs> she's just like coming over and making biscuits on my legs with her sharp claws. I don't want any biscuits. Yeah. Apparently, recording equipment is like a magnet field for mm, cats. I don't understand. So, nope. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, they're not free-ranging. They're not on and about as much. Um, I, oh, yeah, that was the other thing I did. I started digging up the forsythia because we're moving the forsythia. And so um, I went ahead and like dug the d started digging one of them up, which is much harder. Especially since they're because so close they're together <laughs> and there's no room to like swing the, the Maddox, that's what it's called, right? What? Pickaxe? Thing? Pickaxe, yeah. I don't know. There, there is something that, the Maddox you said? There I is said a tool. Maddox, but I think it's Maddox. There's some tool that's mm -hmm. named that, but uh, I don't know if that's what I think one of the ends using. is different on that one. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, like you can even swing that, but it, I got one where 
now that it's like two people, it's at the point where like someone, you know, can hold it back and I could like we could finish digging it out. So we're going to like slowly move those over there to give them some like bushes and things to hide under and stuff. Yeah. Aerial cover is going to be key. Yeah. Um, seems uh, I feel like a new predator every year, it seems like. Although one year we had two. <laughs> yeah. But so far, possums, raccoons, and hawks have um, accosted our chickens. But I won't lie. I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, of course, it would be awesome if we didn't have any predators, but that's just like never going to happen. And mm-hmm. I've heard that this year has been horrible on coyotes. Really? Like around here. Yeah. Mm. Like that. there's been a lot of people out in Madison County and stuff like popping up on the homesteaders group about the coyote problems and even off um, on like the other side of Asheville, someone I had a customer and talking about it. Like they're just really bad this year. Interesting. And we've never had foxes either because foxes are super smart. Yeah. So, you know, that's, um, that's good. And so, weasels. Weasels are the worst. That's the one I don't want ever. Yeah. Cause they are monsters. They're but so they're, cute, um, but they're murderers. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> they literally kill for fun. If, they do. Uh, if you don't know. <laughs> Little weasel psychopaths. Mm-hmm. And we have the least weasel, which is the worst one around here. As I mean, We have a couple, but the least weasel is the one to look out for. Because it's the smallest, so it gets into everything. And it will just drain the blood of all your chickens because it feels like it. Not because it's hungry or... Yeah, it's just bored, so it kills all your chickens. <laughs> yeah, and they're incredibly fast. They can take out the whole flock in like... Yeah, in a, like a couple hours, yeah. depending on how many you have. If you got like less than 10, it's an hour. <laughs> it's crazy. So, don't so yeah, judge a book things. by its cover? Hmm? Don't, don't judge a book by its cover, I guess, yeah, is yeah. the moral of that story. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that was um that I feel good about our first chicken chat. Yeah, that's a good chicken chat. Um, oh, I guess we should say you know um Huda had a ton of feathers missing. Um, some of she had some chunks of skin missing and, and some, some bloody bruises. areas and definitely bruises. Very very traumatized. She didn't go like full into shock. I don't think. Um, no. But she teetered on it, which for her, you know, she's a very um brave like unshakable bird you know and like some of the other ones like she's you know she just doesn't she's calm in general so it takes a lot to shake her calm and everything so she was she she stayed inside kept her in four days um three days i think it was more like five five yeah we sprayed her a couple times with like this poultry aid stuff that we use that works great on um on skin wounds and stuff like that. The way... Even, even semi-major skin wounds, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, keep going. Um, and then luckily, since like the way that the feathers were taken, like she still had enough feathers that all of these spots were covered. So once it's kind of started to like scab over and she seemed to be getting her confidence back, we put her in, back out with the flock one night um, because we try not to... The longer you take them out of the flock, it, the harder it is for them to be reintegrated. Um, and but of course, if the if the wounds were visible, the other chickens would peck at them. Right. You know, so you know, there's a fine line. But with her, then it just happened to be perfect. So we put her right out there, and it was a night where we were off the next day, so we could kind of like watch and make sure that she wasn't getting picked on. And 
The only difference in behavior that I see now, like none of the other hens are messing with her or going, you know, or, or challenging her or anything. Um, she is definitely staying closer to Scrimshaw than I've ever seen before. Um, like yeah. she pretty, they, they're pretty bonded now, I think. Um, so that's pretty much it. And, you know, like you said, a miracle, we didn't lose anyone and a miracle. It was like that fast to like get her back out there. Yeah. She should have. She should, she should have had at least like a claw puncture wound or wound or something. Um, she didn't even have like hardly any scratches. Yeah, it was mostly just like places where the, where feathers, the feathers had like been ripped out. out. Yeah. yeah, which is one of those like there's a there's things to look for as far as predators go, but as far as, like if you just see a pile of feathers and nothing there, most of the time it's a hawk because they'll tackle them rip a bunch of feathers out and try to get to their head and neck as fast as they can and then if they're big enough they'll carry it off and that just leaves you with a pile of feathers and a little bit of gore um, yeah and it's normally like it's almost like a, a perfect around circle the body. yeah yeah <laughs> um so it's a very distinctive like you can see like the, like poof you know <laughs> Yeah, like, you can see exactly like how like they hit and then poop and then throw the feathers to either side, um, but yeah, I mean when, that's a when I couldn't find any birds that first time though when I just found four of them there was, everybody's molting too so there's feathers everywhere regardless of the ones that were fresh that day so I was just thinking like did a bear just come in here and carry things off or. <laughs> <laughs> something big took all of our birds out of nowhere and we didn't even see it which i mean coyotes and foxes will do that they'll carry them away uh raccoons and possums don't normally um raccoons will try but they can't get them under fen- over fences and stuff like that so they'll end up just pulling pieces through um and i looked into like bobcats and mountain lions since they are around here they will carry them off but i don't know it's super rare uh for some reason and yeah, so it was, it was kind of it was a semi mystery, uh, but you know you get all the evidence, you put it all together, and it kind of you can kind of figure it out a little bit. Um, oh yeah, well I guess we should we should say too, like when we when we came home that night because I can't I got home before you because I closed, but then I came like right home, and I started looking for birds, and everyone was back except for Derp. Oh, Derp, she's probably gonna be our next chicken chat. She yeah she is so I'll leave I'll leave um most of this but just like I'll I'll leave like all of like the I guess the emotional stuff we can talk about when we talk about it <laughs> yeah. like uh and about her later but I walked around outside like for like thirty minutes with the flashlight looking in all of the trees like all of her usual spots everywhere like I'm almost like crying I'm freaking out and then I finally find her tucked away in the dogwood like right in front of our porch and i was just like oh my god i just like sat on the porch like held her and was, they, like cried i was so happy i was like don't do that to me derp <laughs> don't do that it was it was slightly ridiculous but well she's still i found her once in that dogwood but she hasn't been there every night um this whole attack stuff if it, i don't i have no idea how i didn't hear it um I had to have been inside when it happened or something because I would have heard it outside. But either way, like it was loud and chaotic enough to affect the other birds that aren't in the main like paddock. They they are freaked out just as much as the others. Um, mm-hmm. And Derp, I'm sure, probably wasn't in the fence when it happened. But they 
you know, had been roost, they roosted in different spots. Everything was just off with them for, especially the first couple of days. And then they kind of regrouped and were still cautious. And now they're finally kind of loosening up a little bit. Um, uh, but yeah, Derp was, she's, <laughs> she's gone into panic mode and she's moving her roost around every night and being real smart about it because she is a smart bird. Yeah. I mean, we haven't. We haven't been able to find her a couple nights, and like we've we've looked everywhere. Wherever she is picked is is it's awesome, new and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't. I, part of me doesn't even want to know. I'm like, I don't want to attract attention. I just like wherever you're at, girl. Like, keep keep hiding, keep yeah. being there. <laughs> well, my biggest worry is we're coming on winter. Um, don't want any freezing rain nights. Oh That'd yeah, and she will. She doesn't care. Yeah, she stays out. Yeah, there's a couple birds that are just like, don't care. I'll just freeze to death out here, which can happen, and it can happen here. Mm-hmm. So we do have to watch that. Get our chicken picker ready. Yep. The old roost wrecker. Roost wrecker, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, more on derp some other time. She most likely will be our second. She was supposed to be our first, but, you know, Yeah, hawks. this happens. do 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 yeah. So right after that happened too, we went out of town for two days. So mm-hmm. I was also kind of panicky about that, right? Which is why, like, I made sure to get the stuff up right away because I was like, "We're gonna be gone." And I was just, <laughs> I was freaking out. But where'd we go, Sam? Oh, we went to the Frymont in in Bryson City, Tennessee. Is it Tennessee? It's North Carolina. It's North Carolina still. Bryson City, North Carolina. Sorry, Bryson okay. City, North Carolina. <laughs> it's all right. There's a now I'm is there doubting a Bryson, myself. Tennessee, though. There's the, uh, no. It's is it Tennessee? It's probably Bryson, North Carolina, and Bryson City, Tennessee. She's pulling out the phone. She's going to fact check real quick here. Yeah, I mean, just keep going, keep talking. Okay. Anyway, uh, it's we. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same place we spent our honeymoon last year. It's a little, uh, a little late this year, but we still celebrated our one year anniversary at the place um this really old historic um inn that's i think it was built in the late 1800s early no wait like 1920 something like that i think it was 1926 is when it was that newspaper article that we read about the frymont inn opens yeah it feels a little older than that. that um it's definitely built in kind of the rustic style a lot of really classic wood in there um the floors are kind of wavy not good for what north carolina uh, okay, yeah, uh, I, mean, I figured. Uh, is it uh, okay? So uh, is it Bryson, North Carolina, or Bryson City? It's Bryson City, North Carolina. Okay, so I'm just crazy. Fair enough. It happened. And I'm, I'm just <laughs> right. I can be wrong. Oh, <laughs> ooh. Oh. All right. So all of you out there in podcast land, one to zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see what happens in the future. <laughs> and so, help us keep track because yeah, we yeah, might yeah, forget. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Not like it's a competition, but it's kind of fun, too. <laughs> it is kind of fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a, this really cool hole in the wall in a tiny mountain town. Um, it's a very, very old Americana classic feel, like classic fancy feel, too, which is kind of fun. Because we, uh, we decided the second night we were, well, first year we stayed for our honeymoon it was just an overnight thing this time we wanted to spend a little bit longer so we could explore the town some um and kind of enjoy our time not just have a crazy overnight yeah, <laughs> so check-in is at three and check-out's at 11 so when you stay for a night then it's like 
so rushed. Yes. And you add one more night on, then it's 3 p.m. to 3 p.m. to 11, you know, so you get you get like so much more time for just adding one more day. Mm -hmm. But the uh, sorry, Jan, Um, the full day, though, we went out in all of our wedding regalia. Um, You know, we (laughs) the wedding clothes were some of the most expensive parts of our wedding. So we, you know, any chance we get to, to dress up, we should use them. And we're doing that. (laughs) <laughs> yes, because I, I was thinking, I was like, okay, so let's just say, okay, let's say, you know, you spend $1,000 on a dress. You wear it one time. Then you spent $1,000 on a piece of clothing that you're wearing one time. But if you wear it twice, then suddenly you only, you're only spending $500 each time you wear it. So the more times you wear it, the lower that ticket goes and the better I feel about having a very expensive, very pretty dress that I love, but just very, very expensive dress. Yeah. So... Yeah, we were like, screw it. Like, if, you know, why just keep it, you know, as one memory when it can be every memory? And um, plus, it's fancy. You feel you feel good. And, and we didn't, you know, like, I didn't wear makeup. I mean, for dinner, I think I, I put on um, mascara because um, that's how I get fancy, y'all. <laughs> put on a little mascara. You know that I, like, put an effort into my appearance. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like I put, you know, when I when we went out to Bryson City, I was wearing like my, um, they're not really skater shoes because they're Adidas. Yeah, they're um, high but, tops. They're but they're like that. They're like the shoes. style, yeah. yeah. Um, and like a blue leather jacket, and you know, so it was it was still it was definitely much more relaxed than like day of. Um, I was wearing like some fun earrings and stuff, you know. Um, yeah, and but then. Yeah, tra- changed into my actual wedding shoes and like fancier earrings. And like I said, put on a little mascara for the <laughs> for dinner. Um, yeah, it's fun though because we the stuff we picked out clothing wise is pretty classic, um, kind of older feel to it, which fit right in for the surroundings of the Fremont. That's kind of what was fun about it. You can picture yourself being back in the 1920s and being super fancy for the old Americana <laughs> yeah. mountain folk. Um, but yeah, we did have fun out in town. People, we had a couple honks down the street. Some people waved. I know one dude took a picture of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, and then the we got our somebody, oh, somebody bought our yeah, lunch. Somebody bought our lunch for some reason. Yeah, um, that was very nice. We went to what was it? Uh, what was that place called? Um, uh, oh no, I can't remember it. Um, oh I'll, my gosh, it was so cute because it was, it was um it was a deli, but everything was like um was mechanic related yeah i want to say like high times or something like that um but not i'm i'm no that's wrong because that's yeah. just like a weed magazine or whatever but <laughs> <laughs> i mean but it was something that something that like when i read it then i was like oh but it's like you know sam had a french dip and it was called the dipstick and you know i had a um a turkey reuben and it was called the low octane like everything yeah. was like super cute and yeah well um, uh, i'll put a link up to uh like on the on our page so you guys can check it out uh it's super good they were (laughs) they they were really busy that day for some reason honestly all of bryson city was really oh yeah well yeah it was really busy but you know it happens (laughs) yeah and it wasn't that they called out something happened to their server oh i like broke a leg or something yeah because i was like that just happened to aaron at our place yeah that's right like another server broke like they broke something and they were out so yeah they, they were very just like Oh God! Um, but, but I thought they the were handling to, it. Yeah, they're great. Handling it great. Still yeah. took the time to unfortunately like, chat with us. And you know, they were dealing with some um, 
some older clientele that I don't think was um, like yeah, aware of, you know, like, like, you know, sometimes you can look around at a restaurant and you, you can kind of see what, what's happening, but some people don't do that. So I don't know if it's because, I assume it's because we work in restaurants so we know. So it's like, even if these people had worked in a restaurant, it's probably a long time ago that they did. I'm assuming and making a lot of judgments here, yeah. but you know, like they weren't looking around. Like if you, if they, you know, so they, I feel like we're getting, um, a little antsy and stuff with them, but the staff was great. Like, I mean, didn't let it show and, and, um, yeah. And then, yeah, they, they, uh, like it was great. The food was great. Delicious. It kind of reminded me of sort of like a New York style kind mm-hmm. of deli counter thing where you like you, you order, but that doesn't mean you're getting a seat. Uh, they have a very small dining area and that was blowing people's minds, like having to order, but you order and wait for your seat. And once you get your seat, your food will come um, or you can just take it to go, which it looks like a lot of their client stuff is to go. And they had a delivery service too. I don't know if you saw that. Um, so yeah, it was one of those <laughs> people just weren't getting it, which happens. It's fine. We're, we're used to that. Um, yeah, I think we've talked about it. Like when we were in Florida about how, when uh, it seems that we go to, <laughs> yeah, when we go to restaurants and sometimes it's just like, this definitely kind of has like that blue mountain feel of like, you know, being busy and having a lot of tourists and having people who don't like, cause it's an older, different system than most people use. They just don't quite understand. Yeah. The and they're not and trying to gum up the works, but they're kind of they totally do. gumming up the works. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're just like work within our system and it'll be perfect. Yeah. But, um, but we, that place was really cool. Cause we actually just like randomly, our table was off by itself and people would like stop us and ask us. Yeah, like, we had, what? like four people stop by like, oh, Hey, yeah, so like, can hey, I ask why you guys are yeah, dressed what's up? Going on? <laughs> yeah. Like some people thought we were in a play. Some people thought, of course, that we had just gotten married. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that we got so many awesome reactions. Like when we told people like, no, it's our anniversary. We just plan on like doing this every anniversary. Everyone was like, that's a great idea. Like the lady at, um, the Bryson city outdoor center. That's what that place was called. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 She was like, why did we do that? And he was just like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny too. That old conversation. Cause they're, uh, they were pretty recently married too. Like they were mm-hmm. two or three years in. Uh, something mm, like that. I was thinking maybe like five or six, maybe but still, six. Yeah, yeah, recent. But it could have been short. I know that they had known. And, yeah, yeah, they, they had each known each other years. since high school. Yeah, yeah. Got their whole life story it was it was pretty neat. Um. So yeah, that's <laughs> we got a lot of fun reactions to to people. Not like we didn't plan it or anything. I mean, granted, we knew we were going to be out in public and people were going to do stuff. We had had a train ride planned, but. That sold out super fast for some reason. I, it, I feel like it's right before the big season hits, like you know the leafing time and all that. So I figured it wouldn't be too crazy. Um, well, and this was a Monday. That's what like Monday, I, yeah. <laughs> I assumed that there was going to be like some tourists down on weekends and things like that. I did not think that people were going to be out on a Monday. And you know what? I forgot to tell you this. I met someone at Blue Mountain at the bar. Who was on that train the Monday in the like the class that we were going to go for and all of that kind of stuff? And I was like, "Yeah, we tried to, and we tried to get um seats on that train." And he was like, "He's like, yeah, we, me and my wife loved it." And blah blah. blah. And I was like, well, "There's always next year." <laughs> he did say that it was like he was like it was full like the whole. I think the entire train wound up filling it because when we went when we went to go buy tickets, the only ones were the open air gondola and another one that was open air 
No, it was a common seating, but we wanted oh. to do first class. Um, but yeah, and we looked to like this would have been a diesel, and I'm more interested in riding. Yeah, I want to do the old steam train. Yeah, um, so we just need to plan a little bit better. Yeah. So we were like, well, what are we going to do? We'll just walk around Bryson City, and you know, remember when I was telling you when we were at Bryson City, and I was like, I feel like I came here with my parents, and we did, we did, we went to like these little shops and stuff. Yeah. Um. I've been thinking about that memory, and I think it was I. Um, I think I was in Chimney Rock one time, and not with my parents. Like I think me and some friends went hiking, and we stopped there for like breakfast, like super early. Like we had left McHale's or something. We stopped in like a little town around Chimney Rock, then went hiking, and then went back and had dinner there, and like did some shopping, and then drove home. Yeah, so anyway. Sense. I mean, there's still plenty of little shops and stuff. Yeah, around. but it was like in my head, like it was like two-story, like a lot of wooden buildings, like big strip, kind of like almost like old westerny feel. Okay. Of like, yeah. yeah, so that's why like I was like, this isn't, when I was at Bryson City, I was like, this is not <laughs> what I'm remembering Bryson City. I just assumed that like there was a little area we hadn't gotten to. Because right. last time we were there, we just stayed at Frymont. So I was like, maybe we just missed a little area. But then we went, we walked around, and I was like, no, this is <laughs> this is not at all what I was thinking of. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Chimney Rock, because that's the only other place I can think of that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes I've sense. Because I haven't really been to a ton of places in North Carolina, so. Yeah, it could have been like Spruce Pine or Valley Cruises or something. There's a couple of little, they're not tourist traps, but they are definitely some tourist destinations that have those really old school buildings and stuff, kind of like yeah. the Frymont is. Um, I know uh, Spruce Pine has... No, wait, I'm getting it wrong again. It's either Valley Cruises or, or Spruce Pine that has the oldest... Um, oh, what is that outfitter store? They always have the old candy. There's one Mast. that's in downtown. Yeah, Mass General Store. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, they've got the oldest one there. That's a big kind of tourist vibe. That's almost the only thing that's going on in that town. Um, as far as touristy stuff, but still like that. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of little holes in the wall like that around here. Well, I loved everything Bryson city had. We, um, yeah, it was, it was fun. The what? Did we go to the museum first? I mean, we kind of walked like around. Second, um, we went to the museum before the outfitters. Um, I feel oh, like we went to the, we went to the, like um, a, native American store first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You got that, um, cookbook, Kung Pao. Kung Pao. Kung Pao Chow. <laughs> no, it's Pao Wow Chow. Pao Wow Chow. Kung Pao would be like Dang Chinese. It, Chinese. <laughs> Asian American, please. Pao Wow Chow. Pao Wow Chow. Pao Wow Chow. Anyway, it looks really good. Yeah. And, I'm sorry and, I said Kung Pao <laughs> We did We did just buy like a whole lot of, I was looking at Chinese like noodles and sauces early today because we went grocery shopping. So all of that stuff like chow mein and all like all of that stuff is kind of in my head. Yeah. Anyway, it's like sorry. this. Um, it's a lot of traditional recipes from places around the world that have a Native American spin on them, which is pretty neat. Um, everything too, which is kind of the other reason I bought it because usually when I follow a recipe, I just like, all right, this looks interesting, and then kind of put my own little spin on it or whatever. I'm not familiar with a lot of the Native American cooking. Um, I've always been interested in it. And also, it's got everything from basic soups and sauces to breads and, like, a lot more technical-type cooking. So, um, Well, what was the one that we looked at? Was it the salami? 
Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a recipe for salami. salami pastrami. Like, there's that, like, that's what sold me on it. I was like, I've, like it's, yeah, there's yeah, that's that's a cool thing. It's it's all these world things that have, I guess, come to the Native American people and they've put their own like touch on it. So yeah, it's a it's pretty cool and it, it's got a lot in it. So that store was really cool. Yeah, like that, <laughs> that guy, guy was, was like, <laughs> yeah, th- this guy was very very knowledgeable about. Everything he was selling, um, you know, it was it was legit. It was not, mm-hmm. you know, he could tell you which tribe and all of this. He's part of like the I I can't remember what it was called, but it was some like Native American some sort like of council or whatever. Council and like yeah. you know, he was approved by this different stuff. So it was all it was all really cool stuff. And they, I mean, there yeah, there were some really amazing things in there. Um, painted feathers, those were gorgeous. Yeah, like um, real horse hair pottery which i didn't know is that I've, I've seen it before but i didn't know that that was a thing like i guess they the way he described it is they have like the pottery stuff and they put horsehair on it and like glaze it and then burn it and then somehow use that for etching i don't know it's a it's one of those things i had recognized and thought it was just kind of a design that i didn't i had no idea it was horsehair that made that um so that that's pretty cool yeah flutes and he knew he knows a lot of the people who like by by name, and I was looking at the flutes. He's like, "Oh, it's this blah 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 guy that mm-hmm. comes from this tribe that you know he sells a lot of these and some of this stuff." And it was it was kind of neat. It was yeah, yeah, and authentic, a... which is nice because I, I know a lot of the the stuff you get kind of like around is not authentic. It's, yeah, it's like just... around these parts because yeah. I mean it's just people that are trying to um, you know, I mean to capitalize on tourists coming here mm-hmm. because there is. I mean, of course, everywhere in North America does have, uh, you know, a lot of Native American heritage because they were here first. So of course, they're right. like it's all over. But like there's I guess there's a lot of tribes in this area or there were a lot of tribes. There's still like pieces yes. of them and everything. So um, we just have a lot more. And then, yeah, like, I mean, almost every like tourist place or like you say, these little tourist town, there's always something saying, oh, you know, Indian turquoise jewelry, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you just kind of, you look at it and you think that it's it's most likely, like, made in China or somewhere. Not to, like, to be mean and or anything, but just, like, Which realistic. The prices, usually they're in just, like, a kind of a shitty gift shop and mm-hmm. the prices aren't don't reflect what they are. Like, if they were real handmade items, then... Yeah, then they want to be, like, $25, yeah. you know? Yeah, and this guy's prices were good and everything. Like, they weren't ex- they weren't crazy expensive, but it's nice to know that he knows exactly where they're coming from and how it benefits those communities. Yeah, like, he, I mean, it was definitely responsibly sourced, which is what, yeah. you know, we, as, like, farmers and everything and, and artists and, and all of that, we want people to be aware of that. So it was really nice to see some, to see him there and, like, you know, know that we could buy because we bought the cookbook. I wanted to buy a lot of stuff there, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like those, the little books that they had, like the turtle one I was looking at. It was like the thirteen um, uh, scales in the turtle shell. Yeah, it represents the thirteen different moons, and then each each one had like a different little like poem story slash story like that went with it. Um, there was like one that was like pictures of local like indian places you could go and like how to get there and stuff that was really cool too um and that was cool too because like when he said that there was pictures and everything in it then i was just i was like oh and then when i don't know when i opened it like these pictures are like old pictures and like you know it it looks again like and it is because 
you know, he, he can tell you where he's getting these books and everything. Um, like that this is knowledge that has been passed down throughout generations and, and stuff like that. Very like basic and, and a whole lot of places too. Like yeah. there was, there was all like all sorts of things like to finish that whole book would be insane. Yeah, to go yeah. to all those places. Mm-hmm. And they're all, like, I guess most of them have like religious significance or um, I guess probably historical significance as well for each tribe and, and things like yeah. that. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, it was cool. Um, and yeah, and then the outdoor center was great. You should talk about that and all the cool swag you got there. Yeah, I got some. I mean, I got some cool stuff. Pretty too, fly but... threads. <laughs> Two of which you're wearing right now. Yeah, look at that. Um, but now it was just a. It was an outfitter store, so basic hiking gear and um, clothing and stuff like that. But they had their own little sidebar, so you could drink and shop and things like that. It was a. Uh, Pretty trendy, uh, definitely a newer place, and cool. It was a nice place to hang out. That's where we met that couple. Yeah, and still really chill. Like it was, it was yeah, trendy, but also very like um, relaxed. Mm-hmm. I guess trendy is, I guess how you. I mean, I don't know. Mm. It was relaxed. I felt comfortable there. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, some places in Nashville, I don't feel comfortable at because I'm like, <laughs> ah. feel them judging you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we went from there to the um, Heritage Museum, and then from there to that lunch place. Then we went back to Fremont. That was, all, that was our day, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of walking in between. That's about it. <laughs> uh, but a nice little foray into uh, Bryson City since we'd never been there before. It was a it was a good experience and a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and, and we know we know to plan on some things for next time. Yeah, absolutely, and. Finished out our our first year anniversary hanging out at the, the old fancy inn. And oh, yeah, and that's another cool thing that about Frymont is, um, and that's the other reason why we just had lunch in Bryson City, is that with your stay, your breakfast and dinner are included in the price. Mm-hmm. Um, so breakfast is just like you order kind of what you want, you know, there. Um, and then, but for dinner, it's like you pick the entree, and they serve the sides like family style. Mm-hmm. Um, you get soup and salad uh yeah soup salad two sides that are three sides oh yeah three sides shareable sized sides so um and then you pick your entree yeah Yeah. pick your entree um they have a full bar and like a you know pool pool area we played simple i guess sweet shot of sam in his in his top hat and (laughs) wedding finery shooting some pool looking like a boss yeah i got some sweet shots of you too it's true (laughs) yeah and then they even they took some pictures of us by their um they have like in the main area the the lounge then lounge is that what you call that lobby area? I'd say it's lobby? more of a lobby it's um, sort they of a have lounge, like a though. big like hearth fire and they always they have games and they have a puzzle going in there and it and all of that so um, they um, I think that was Monica Brown yeah that pretty, was yeah then she she's like the not like I mean I guess like the innkeeper I guess would be her title like she I mean yeah, she runs like some the, sort of supervisor yeah uh, innkeeper is probably the best term the, for it yeah I don't know like the official names or anything like that but um you know she takes care she's like in charge of all the booking and all that kind of stuff and and everything but um she got a a couple of pictures of us by the fire which was nice and they printed us on another sign. Yeah, the first year, uh, your mom had had them print out something. The first time we, we went to dinner, they had a had this little area with this rocking chair out before you enter the dining room that uh, people's birthdays and 
anniversaries, weddings, all that stuff, like whatever special event you're spending there, they take the time to print out a little like congratulations sheet. And first year we just took it and didn't say anything. We did. <laughs> this year we we didn't say anything to them, like we didn't ask them to do it, but we walked by you have to go through that lobby area to get to the dining area and all the the people sitting around just enjoying a fire sauce mm-hmm. and they I guess went up to Monica like, Hey, do you know like what all what all that's about? Why are they so dressed up and everything? Oh yeah, we caused a stir. Yeah. It was exciting. <laughs> so she came and found us at the bar. because um, we went to before our second night dinner, we went to hang out and drink a little bit and play some pool before we actually ate. She came and approached us and asked what the occasion was, and we told her, gave her the whole spiel, and as we're leaving dinner, we saw the little, like, sign placard that she had printed out, like, congratulations on your first anniversary, <laughs> we were so excited. Uh, I was so, so we, excited. We took I, immedi- this one too. <laughs> I immediately took it, like, yeah. I was just like, yay, and then, like, then we stopped and we took uh, pictures and everything, and I was just like, I was like, I took the sign. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. And then I was like, thank you so much for printing it out. And I was like, we took the one last year. So like, we're going to try to come back every time. I'm going to try to take it every time. Make a scrapbook out of it. And then I gave her a hug because I'd been drinking a little bit. And so <laughs> I was kind of embarrassed about that later because I'm normally not a be. very like a, um, I don't know, showy person like that. Or I don't, I don't really know if showy is the right word. Physical. But <laughs> yeah. I don't normally don't hug like people out of the blue. <laughs> That's but a super I was excited. Nice thing to do, it was though. very happy, and you know, I was really excited about it. So I wanted to convey that. She seemed a little startled, but she also <laughs> seemed to be okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I crossed any boundaries. Normally, I ask people before I give them hugs too, and I did not ask. I just kind of hugged her. Yeah, <sighs> yawning again. Ugh. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to have that extra little touch too. Um. It's just another one of those little, it's not, like, it's. it feels so fancy, but it also feels so casual and homey. Uh, that's what's really nice about the place, and the yes. people working there do a good job of making you feel that way, too. So, um, yeah, I loved going there first time, loved going there the second time, and we're going to try to make a tradition of it. We'll, yeah. We'll see. And shout out to my parents for, one, finding this place, because they found it many years ago, mm-hmm. and two giving us some gift certificates for, you know, the night we stayed last time and then a night for this time as well. Yep. That was awesome. Otherwise, we might not have been able to make it. True. Well, yeah, we wouldn't have. So. So. Memories and traditions. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, anything else you got left uh, to talk about for Iowa? We kind of covered everything Mm -hmm. for that. Oh, we didn't say at the end. Um if we want to talk about that a little bit, there's a, if you do go, there's a few options. Um, there's like the, the inn itself, the inn proper, which is like a two story kind of, some parts of it are a shared room. Some parts aren't, it's definitely made to be kind of like a, um, like a hall, I guess, as far as like a large party renting out. It looks like it's built for large functions and, well, I mean, it's kind of set up like a hotel would be because some of the, but like just like old school, old school yeah. you know, so like, you know, if there's two beds, they're in the same room and then there's like a, some of them have like different little sitting areas like in the room and like desk and stuff like that. And like, you know, um, I think they all pretty much have their, their own bathrooms. Like I think I told someone that there were shared bathrooms, which I feel they like just there's have. only like just a couple. There's well, like the big rooms where they, 
split. Um, yeah, which I think those are more like, you know, big family suites. Family space, yeah. yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, it's really cool. And then some are just like, you know, small, like single bed, mm-hmm. bathroom, like, um, you know, more frugal options. Yeah, but family. then they have uh, these roundhouses, these kind of, I don't know, they call them round. Uh, they're just circular two-story houses. That they had a different name for them, but I can't remember what it was. There's those, and then there's the cottage suites, which where yeah, is where we stayed. Um, kind yeah. of a refurbished, uh, more modern thing. Uh, I think it probably used to be the owner's house at one point. Um, yeah, that's what it seems like. Like we don't actually know, but yeah, we're not it really seems sure. Like you know that it was a it was a big family house and then they split it into like these four suites and each suite kind of has its own thing going on Mm -hmm. um they all have like fireplace or i think all of them have fireplaces some of them have either like a a kitchen or a wet bar right um the one we stayed in number four has like a loft up top it has a full kitchen the fireplace and it has it's the only one that has a private hot tub that's yes, outside um, which is our biggest selling point <laughs> yes yeah, so that. using that one because you get your own hot tub yeah like during the summer months then the end has a pool um mm-hmm. that's open so one time when we go during the summer then we will actually stay at the end and just use the pool yeah um but since we always go late fall or, yeah. or i guess early fall mid fall something like that it's colder, and it's nice to have a hot tub during cold weather. True. Especially when it's right out the back door. <laughs> right. And I mean, granted, like, even in the middle of summer, I'll still go in a hot tub. Like, when we were in Florida, yeah. we were in the hot tub. True. You know? Um, but, yeah, it's nice. Uh, it has a refrigerator, dishwasher, stove. I mean, like I said, it's a full kitchen. Yeah. It's just kind of a... It, you have options to be super private or semi-communal kind of thing. Um so yeah, it's nice. It's really cool. I've never seen in or seen or been anywhere like that. Um, so yeah, if anybody ever gets a chance to go, do it. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. They do close like um, I think January and February they're closed just because the weather is yeah, uh, it gets super snowy. People can't get there, so yeah. they close it down. I think it opens back up March. Maybe it's like April 1st. Yeah, and they book for a year. Uh, that's the other weird thing, too, is get your booking in done early. Um, yeah, whatever year you want to go, like, you can't book a year out. Like, booking opens on January 1st of the year, so. Yeah, and they fill up pretty fast, at least on, definitely on peak times. They have, they definitely have some slower times that they have some discounts on and stuff like that, but the times that most people want to be there fill up super quick. Um a lot of people doing the same stuff we're doing, just to go back every year and seem to love it. Yeah, and they even and that's the other cool thing of like being historic and everything. I mean, they have this three ring binder of these old letters, you know, that you can flip through that people have sent. There's um like guest would write like there's that guy who wrote the couple poems about mm-hmm. his stay there that are framed on the wall. Like you can look at the the pictures on the wall and see like the owner, like right there, you know, like you know, younger and, you know, as they have kids and everything, like you you see like this whole progression, like it's, um, yeah, there's a history to it. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go. It's awesome. We'll put it in our show notes. Yep. Check it out. Book yourself <laughs> a trip. Do something. So Look I guess we're going to go back to the beginning or where we, sh- yeah, we, we should have been. We did it, I guess, differently this time. Not our first time we've done it differently, but, um, Hey, what did you drink? 
<laughs> I drank some delicious vodka. Yes, it is so good. It is so good. It might be like my new favorite drink. But uh, we'll see. We're heading into fall and winter, so I feel like it's more of a spring summer drink, but we'll see. Yeah, um it's definitely a good hot weather drink. We found it when we were doing the liquor trip for Florida. It's called yep. Deep Eddie. Deep Eddie. Do you want to give the lowdown on it since you have vodka. a bottle? Boom. I've got the bottle here, yes. Um, it's a company out of Austin, Texas. Everything's handcrafted in small batches, which is probably why it's so friggin' delicious. Um, and we have lemon and grapefruit right now. I know they had other flavors, but I don't know what they were. I remember one was peach. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. a peach one. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, it's a... Perfect mixers. You can kind of drink it straight, but that's uh, it's a seventy proof. It's pretty, pretty syrupy sometimes. If you're just drinking it straight, it's nice to cut it with some water or ice. Uh, what we do is uh, do maybe half and half, uh, one third to two thirds, um, this vodka stuff and soda water. Throw some throw some ice cubes on it, and it's perfect. Takes um, takes a lot of the edge out of the, the alcohol and the strong flavors, and makes it a little fizzy. And makes it tasty. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool because it's like so. Normally, when you when you have something like this, then the alcohol percentage goes down. Like yes. regular vodka is for the most part forty um, percent, from what I can remember from my bartending days. And this is thirty five percent. So you're losing a little bit because they're adding the lemon in, but they're using real lemon too, versus all of the other people, or I shouldn't say all. The majority of other vodkas that are flavored are using artificial flavors. Um, so this has like, it's not a clear vodka. Like when you pour it, when you look at it, it looks like it has lemon juice in it. The, yeah. the ruby red grapefruit is like pink. Like it looks like it has grapefruit in it. So that, it's not like pulpy or anything like that. Um, but you can tell that it's like real, like the flavors there. It's, yeah, it tastes it's real. delicious. Yeah, totally. And like I'm on board because it's like, you know, vodka soda is um great on like being low on calories <laughs> so mm-hmm. in comparison to everything else i like to drink so this one's nice i mean it tastes just like um like soda water with some lemon or grapefruit in it it's awesome yeah it's um it's nice not to have that like you said that kind of fake flavoring or even ex- even natural extracts that aren't fake they're made from real stuff still kind of have like you can tell it's not the real product in there. Um, yeah, like it still has that processed Yeah, like, and you can taste the sugar that they add to it and stuff more. Um, all, like all that. There is, this just looks like somebody put some juice in a bottle and mix it with vodka mm-hmm. <laughs> like in a very strong amount. Um, so yeah, like all in all, it's, it tastes amazing. It's not very expensive and does the trick. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Deep Eddie... So yeah, check Flavored it out. Vodkas. Yeah, Austin, definitely. Texas and they have um, original. I've never had their regular vodka, but they do. They do. They do make a unfiltered. Yeah, because this is just added to their traditional, oh, okay. which is a ten times distilled vodka from like one of the best like springs. They use like the best Texas water, all that kind of stuff. But it's exciting. It's good stuff. Try it out. And I think that um, that about wraps that it up. Yeah. yeah, there's more stuff that happened. We can save it for a different episode. Um. Yeah. Hope you guys have a good couple weeks. See you later, or talk to you later. Yeah, I've been saying love you later a lot uh, at the end of these. So yeah, I'll do that one again. Did it already. So 
Bye. <laughs>